This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Very good evening to everyone. It is Sunday night. It is on the ball. We've already got eight of you waiting for the show to start. And this is probably the one you've all waited for because um, we've got Sooty uh, joining us tonight. Sooty is my guest and we're going to get stuck into quite a lot tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the uh, the week's events, as of course. But this is going to be a no holds barred chat. Um, we're going to be talking about why have we not re- not <coughs> bought anyone. And when I say not bought anyone, I mean actually paid any money for anyone. Obviously, um, this week since last week, Doherty has gone, Duckett has gone, Duckett has come in, Giles has gone, Chikino. Well, Giles looks like he's going to go. chikino has gone. Uh, Tony Roberts has gone. Hoover's gone. Uh, it looks like Raul Jimenez has gone. Uh, we will talk about the home shirt. We will get your questions answered, which will be the last segment. And on the agenda tonight, which is because Sutty's here, we're going to be talking about have Foson given up on Wolves. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> and uh, I know that Paul, Paul Harris, um, here he is. I said to Sooty before the show, um, I said, Paul's going to be happy about this one because I did sit, and I'm always a man of my word. I am a man of my word. I sat here and said two weeks ago, if we're uh, if we haven't signed anyone two weeks from tonight, I will get I will be going from chilled out to concerned to worried. And to be fair, I'm quite a. a give them a chance type of person and I am a little concerned. Um, I'm not so chilled out anymore. Sooty, first of all, welcome to the show, mate. Great to have you on. How are you, Dave? Oh, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, how do you want to, before we get stuck into everything that's happened in the last six weeks, and I'll give you a take on that. How um, are you feeling as a Wolves fan right now? Not surprised, Dave. Not surprised. not surprised. As you well know, Dave, I do not trust these people one bit. 
I don't, I don't trust anybody, Dave, that tells me one thing and then sort of renegades on it. You've got to have a good reason to renegade on anything you tell me, especially in business. I run my own business, which is nothing as big as Wolverhampton Wanderers or Fosun Group. But if you tell me you're going to do something, you make sure that you do it. It's quite simple. And if you don't, you want to have a good excuse. It's a bit like, Dave, as I was trying to put it into layman's terms, for me, it's a bit like meeting the woman of your dreams in a nightclub. And um, after the first year, it's going quite well. And the second year, it's going even better. Then the third year, Dave, she tells you that she's, we're going to do all these great things together. And after year five, Dave, she tells you all the things she told you in the previous three years were basically not true. What are you going to do, Dave? You're going to stay there with her or just take it on the chin? I end. I'm off. Out you go. Out you go. I'm, I'm sick and tired of excuses off this lot. If you go back to the 23rd of, of October last year, we got pumped 4-0 at home by Leicester. And we had a real feisty debate after that game. Yeah. And I think that was a catalyst of sellers going. And I said to you, on, you can all check this. It's not just sellers that needs to go here. You can't blame Bruno Large for everything. Bruno Large went public when we were fifth, going for Champions League places and asking for centre-forwards in a January transfer window. He was then told to keep his mouth shut. Okay? Scott Sellers went on record, if you remember as well, that season, saying any players that come in here, if I don't like them, they won't come. Right? Who employed Scott Sellers? And I think you'll find that's Jeff Shee and Fosun Group. And Fosun Group and Jeff Shee need to take a very good look at what they're doing. Because if this transfer window, Dave, don't kick in very, very fast, and I mean this week, that's a whole pre-season gone. And if you don't prepare properly, you must prepare to fail, Dave. And this is the most important part of the year. It's no good getting signings in in the last week in August because they ain't going to kick in until November. And we're going to be in trouble, big trouble. But I've got a funny feeling they're going to try and wing it and see what they can get up to before Christmas. And if we're in trouble, I think you might find they throw a bit of that 100 million quid they've just raked in at a January transfer window. And that way, they'll always, always preserve their 180 million pound in TV revenue. But one day... It'll backfire on him. Well, they ain't um, cut out for it, Dave. Go to Thomas Cook and run Thomas Cook. It's fine running Thomas Cook. You've not got 50,000, 60,000 supporters, 30 that go to every home game, and however many is all around Molyneux and all around the Midlands, watching your every move. It's a totally different game, this, to Thomas Cook. If you haven't got the funds to run it properly, sell it. Sell it to somebody who has. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to get stuck into all of this. We've, we got you. So, I mean, um, yeah. I think it's it's at a point at the moment, isn't it? Like what you're saying, there's a lot of fans, a lot of Wolves fans that are out there currently that are frustrated. They're saying, oh, yeah, we've bought in nearly £100 million in player sales. I think it's £47 million on Neves and 
few million here and there. I think it's more like probably it's better. Someone tot it up um, in the. Um, totted it up, Dave. If we sell for dense, it'll be 105 million. So if we sell Daniel Pedence, it's 105 million pounds. So uh, it, on the face of it, you think, oh yeah, well we've raised 105 million pounds. Now we can send a, we can spend a load of money, but it it doesn't actually work quite like that with regards to uh, FFP. So I'm just going to try and do a little article on the alwayswolves.co.uk website. I also did a video on this about FFP to try and explain how FFP works. I'm not a big fan of FFP because I think it keeps the big clubs where they are and it stops smaller clubs um, gaining ambition. But the rules are there. Wolves' financial situation, and this was put together by the producer who did a lot of research. Wolves posted a lot, a loss of 46.1 million in the last financial year, followed by a net transfer spend of around about 100 million. So that's 146 million there, straight off. Um, the last window signings totaled uh, 117 million, 16 million in 2021. 74 million in, in 2022. So that's the reason why in year three, they're having to try and cut the cloth a lot more on the uh, the FFP. The way it works with buying players, so if Wolves buy a player for £10 million all up front, they do get a £10 million asset. So that balances itself out. So the as it says there, the FFP impact is zero. If Wolves pay two million cash and then the other eight million instalments, they still get a ten million pound asset, but there's an eight million pound liability, so there's no impact there. What happens with FFP comes in the uh, in the asset depreciation, and each year it ticks down on a player's contract. That that player becomes less and less valuable. So over a five year period, it would lose 20 percent. So. If Wolves stagger a, get money coming in over a, a, a five-year period, like some of these deals, I mean, maybe the Neves deal is £47 million all in one go. But if it's staggered over four or five years, we don't get that money in the accounts. So we could bring in £105 million, but it only be really worth £30 million, if you get me. And a lot of other people... Um, Ask why can't wealthy owners just inject capital, such as we know Foson have got, you know, technically are the fifth richest owners of a Premier League club in, in the Premier League. Um, so can a wealthy owner just inject capital? The answer is, depending on the pur purpose, owners can invest for the development of the ground, training facilities and other infrastructure, which I do think is something we need to talk about on this tonight, mate, because there has been posts pictures put up um, on social media of how tatty Molyneux is looking and we've talked about the ground and I think you made this point as well but for FFP income is how much can be spent on players um, obviously Wolves have recently taken on Shade Spirits as their Beijing partner which Fosun owns 70% so that's a way of getting money into the club if Wolves do not and if any club does not um, abide with financial fair practice play these are the punishments that can be instigated on a club just a reprimand a fine a points deduction they can withhold revenue they can stop you from registering new players we saw stuff happen with chelsea 
restrictions on how many players can a club can reg register, and they can also disqualify you uh, from a competition in progress and exclusion from that competition. That means exclusion from the Premier League, from you know the FA Cup, things like that. So this is why Wolves have got to be particularly uh, savage, uh, savvy uh, this summer. And that's kind of like the ballpark of FFP. It's not as simple as raising £105 million and thinking, OK, now we can just spend willy-nilly. It doesn't quite work like that. What's your take on that, Sooty? I just... Every other club gets round it, Dave. It, it, look... Everton are in trouble. We know Everton are in trouble. Spent half a billion pound yeah. on rubbish, basically, to get where they are. Half a billion pound. I get it. That they have got to be reined in. I get it. They've they've wasted loads of money. Chelsea, they had um, a transfer embargo. They've just been and spent six hundred million pound. Aren't they going away with spending six hundred million pounds? Well, they aren't. No, this, City, is why, this, is why, this is why Chelsea. And I'm not defending Foson in any way, shape, or form because I've got, I'm got, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm a little bit peed off at the moment myself with res respect of where we are with the transfers, and which is why I'm being honest and open and doing this debate. But Chelsea, this is why they're selling players to Saudi Arabia as well to try and get that money because the bowlers come in there. They've had a scattergun approach, spent a load of money, and they're worse off than where they were before. And the point is, it's not about how much money you spend. It's how you spend the money, isn't it? Some of oh, our yeah, best transfers have been Joe Matinho and, and Dawson, under £5 million each. I get that, Dave. Man City have got 151 breaches of financial fair play. They, they're, they're saying it's going to take up to five years to get into court. Five years. We're the only club who decide to use financial fair play as it stands. I've got to agree with you about, I've got to agree with you about the Man City thing, and this is what most fans get very, very frustrated with, is the fact that they've got a hundred and however many breaches, and they're trying to tie it up in legal type for years and years and years. When that's that's it's it's almost like the Australians bowling out, uh, running out Burstow. In the last cricket match, it's just not. It's just not. Doesn't seem like that's fair. It, it, it by the letter of the law, they can do that, you know. But like, can they? But they are doing that. Carl's Porter. I mean, I have to bring this because I was going to bring this up myself. Newcastle are also, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier, are having to, and I, I was surprised by this, are also having to um, deal with FFP. They're looking to sign Harvey Barnes. Um, for, for around about 38 million, but they have got to get players off their thing as well to do that, which is why they're looking at selling a couple of players again to uh, to probably Saudi before they can buy. And that surprised me because you wouldn't think Newcastle no. with all the millions that they've got in their owners, but apparently they're having to be very careful with FFP as well. But like the, the situation is, regardless, regardless of all of that, we're six weeks into a, into a transfer window. Wolves have set the, the world alight and got the fans incredibly excited by signing Tom King, nothing against the bloke, a free transfer from Northampton Town to come in as our third goalkeeper off the suggestion of Tony Roberts, who now has left the club. 
And that's another thing that we're going to get into. What's going on there? And we've also bought in an old boy, uh, Matt Doherty, uh, on a free transfer as well, who at 31. I mean, at the two, the Matt Doherty one makes a lot more sense for me, you know. But what, what's your take on, on, on that so far? Wow. I, I, honestly, Dave, I, I'm, I'm at a total loss. I mean, if you look, I've not got a problem, and I said this to you at the end of last season. Last season and up to February the season before has been nothing short of abysmal for this football club. It's unacceptable. So I said to you, I wouldn't mind anybody going. Now, this is the list of players yeah, let's that, hear I've it. Got, that have gone. So Adama, okay, he's out of contract. He might well come back. I don't know. He might do, not. yeah. Um, well, that, the, but, the question on with Adama is like, what's, he, what's going on with him? It's like three weeks from the start of the season and he's still in limbo. So he could come back. You don't know. Do. So as Adama... RJ9, obviously, that looks like it's gone through. Neves, Collins, Giles, Cody, Pedence, because he'll go. Um, Jamatinho, Costa, Chiquino, Hoover have gone on loan. Sarkic will go. Um, Sanderson's gone. And now Tony Roberts, a coach, has gone. Right. That's now, I have a problem. As you well know, Dave, I don't pledge allegiance to any player. I, Me personally... I think the last 18 months has been absolutely shocking. And I don't blame Lokotegi. All he had to do last season was keep us up. He did an amazing job. OK, we got pumped a couple of times away from home, but we stayed up. We All of us would have took 13th. Let's not lie here. We would have. Of course. I mean, 13th is unbelievable in the, the situation. Well, from where we were, yeah. So, But the last 18 months have been shocking. I don't mind... Any single one of that list of players leaving. I don't buy into the King Neves thing. He's gone. I thought if he'd have been that good, Dave, Premier League clubs would have been queuing up for him at 25, 30 million. Absolutely queuing up for him. He ain't that good. He was good for Wolves. He ain't a worldy, Dave. You can try and butter it up all you like. Ruben Neves is not a world-class player he was very good for Wolves and I'm not knocking him but thank you very much for the 47 million off your trot you go and earn your 100 million fair play because I'd do exactly the same just get that out there no problem in doing that securing his family the rest of them just get rid have a good clear out and when I see it all getting cleared out Dave all these players going I'm thinking oh thanks very much this is looking quite good we're now let's let's take it six weeks next week the transfer window opened Two weeks prior to that, they should have been on the ball with every player that they wanted. And there's tumbleweed floating around Molyneux. It is an on, Dave. They're taking the pee out of us. Well, it's yeah. not good enough. If we, if, if we start the season like we did against Leeds last year with a bench like that at Leeds, where Cody was sat on the bench with a load of kids, oh, honestly, Dave, we, we are bang in trouble, mate. Bang in trouble. And if they think that they that, that Silva, Sasa and Cunha and all these players, and Neto, because he didn't play a full season last season, are we going to get the proverbial? It'd be like having three new players. Three new players. Well, I'd love to see Silva bang 30 goals in and prove me completely wrong. I'll come in on here if I'm proved completely wrong and I will hold my hands up. No, he's, he's, 
no, no, he's not world class. I didn't say he wasn't that. He ain't that good. He ain't world class. That's what I'm saying. Deadwood has gone out of this club. It was stagnant. It was stagnant. I have to, I have to, I have to come back on your point on Neves because, I, to be to be fair, you have, you make a very good point. Um, and I think what you were saying is Neves, you know, if he was that good, you know, for twenty five million pounds, thirty million tops, another European up for him. Another European club yeah. would have come in. Um and I have to feel you can't blame Nevis for taking the money and going to Saudi and, yeah. and like he's done Wolves a favour really because we've got an extra twenty million that we thought we wouldn't get. And, um, you know, we know he loves Wolves. He know he loves Wolverhampton. He really does. You saw the emotion when he was leaving. He's grown from a boy to a man here. And, you know, he's gone to Saudi. He, his dream move was Barcelona. They shafted him twice. They shafted him last yeah. year when he was going. They promised him this. He got personal terms agreed again for this year, and they've done him again. I mean, Barcelona shafted Wolves over Adama Traore, and they shafted Adama Traore. I haven't got a lot of time for Barcelona, to be honest. Um, so he's gone there. Obviously, Cody, you, decent money for, yeah, for Cody. Yeah, that. He ain't playing again, is he, Dave? Let's be honest. He'll sit on the bench if he was at our place. He'll do a good job for... Um, he'll do Absolutely. A really it will do really good. Uh, Nathan Collins, twenty-three million. Brilliant business. The, really the kids have, the kid was an absolute bag of nerves and a car crash waiting to happen every time he started. Well, he got sent off against Man City for taking Grealish out, which was a red card. And since then, oh, frightened the life out of me, Dave. We made what five million on him. Fantastic yeah. business. Take that all day long. Go and spend it on some. Well, if they spend it, it will be good business. If they don't, we're in trouble. What do you? What is your take on? I'm not going to go on about Hoover because he wasn't really on the thing. What's your take on uh, Chiquino? Because like Chiquino was someone I was I was like, and Giles um, because he looks like he's going to be going for about four million pounds to Luton, which I just think is ridiculously cheap for a player of his age, that's homegrown, that's been performing at a high level, that thinks value's only going to go up. Um, I wanted to see both Giles and Chiquino, who I was very excited with seeing um, last season before the injury. What's your take on Chiquino being sent out, first of all, to Stoke for um, for uh, till January as an option to recall? Are you leaning on disappointment or you think, well, he's just going back from a long-term area, let's give the boys some proper game time and we can bring him back. And on Giles, because it looks like he's going to be sold now um, to Luton by the looks for about four million. What's your take on both of those? Well, well both of them, Dave. It, it says yeah. it smacks to me, Dave, that probably this boss doesn't really like young kids in the team. It's been proven over the years he likes a certain age group of player, sort of mid-20s onwards. They're the ones he trusts. Excuse me. Um, Giles is a, is a strange one to me because I look at, at Giles as a bit like Matty Cash when he was at Nottingham Forest and the Villa bought him for 15, 16 million. Now, Matty Cash had never played a game in the Premier League, never. And then they paid 15 or 16 million for him. And he was out, he's, well, he, every time he's played for Villa, he's been outstanding. So I don't get £4 million. Where, 
who's who's actually thought that one out? Because I'd be wanting ten. Well, that's kind of the bullfight figure that I was thinking. Uh, to be honest, I mean, like we saw Morgan um, go out for thirty-five million plus add-ons, you know, and he's been great for uh, for Forest. To, to be honest, and I've got to be honest, when he went, I wanted to see Morgan given a proper go with the Wolves team last year because I thought he was something different. I know he wound up, he, he got to a lot of the Wolves players, uh, fans and stuff like that, and he got a bit of abuse and he gave some back, which was a silly boy. But I think he that that lad, that lad has got undoubted talent, but we got good money for him, so fair play. But Ryan Giles, is he £30 million less than Morgan Gibbs White when he was the yeah. top assist maker in the Championship for two years running? Twice, How yeah. Two seasons, it's a bargain. I know, listen, I know that Rob Edwards is the manager of Luton and, you know, Wolves are, you know, have got a big history with, with Rob and I know his agent is associated with an ex-Wolves player as well. But £4 million, it's like a gift to Luton. For well, you wasn't give him away. Four million pounds is going to do nothing for us. Absolutely yeah, I know nothing. there'll be sell-on or appearance options as well. Maybe that's built in, but that seems like a thing. Would you have preferred both to have stayed and been be part? I of think I probably, I think I probably would have kept Giles, Chikino. I get that. That's an horrific yeah. injury. What he had, Dave, and to if you pump him straight back into a Premier League fixture, um. The game might pass him by. There's a big difference between the Championship and the Premier League, isn't there? Now, what they have done, and I'll give them some credit for this because they haven't in the past, they've put recalls on January transfers to come back, like the loans to come back in January. So if he's really hitting the ground running, because I actually think he'll tear the Championship up, Chiquinho. And if he... Um, if <laughs> If he hits the ground running, I can see him coming back in in uh, January. But Giles, I just, I don't get it. Why? Why four million quid? Who's, I, who's don't, thought, I, that, that, I don't get that because you've got to give credit to Hobbs, um, and you have got to give the guy some credit. Forty-seven million pounds for Neves, oh, yeah. nice tick. Seven and a half million plus an, an extra million for Cody if they go up. Tick, great. £23 million pounds on um, Nathan Collins. I know we bought him for 20 but he wasn't starting under Lopetegui, so we've got an extra £3 million. I'll get the money, bring the money in. You know, we're probably going to get around about 8 to £10 million for Pedence, I would have thought, you know. But £4 million pounds for Giles. Homegrown uh, as well, Dave. English. I don't it. There's usually a premium on English players. As we've always said, with the likes of Giles, if he wasn't a Wolves player, would we all be saying, go and get that kid? We've got a six foot seven centre forward. That kid crosses balls. Exactly. And the same with the same with Chikino. Now, guys, we've got this is like a, the biggest, the biggest on the ball show that we've ever done um, since we've launched it. We've got over 400 of you watching this live right now. So let us know where in the world you're watching. If you do want to get involved in the chat um, and, uh, you know, fire some questions at me and Sooty towards the end of the show, all you need to do is make sure you subscribe. And that means you can actually take part in the chat 
as well. And if you are enjoying it, as Few said, let's see whether we can get this over 100 likes on the video. So, yeah, Sooty, a lot of people are really uh, agreeing with uh, with Giles. Obviously, it's not been confirmed yet. Um, but, like, I am a bit sur surprised with this. What is your take today? Uh, the news breaking today, I mean, broke late. I did a, an extra video on it. You know, the Mexican sensation has been a great servant for Wolves over the year. We've talked, obviously, a little bit since his injury. Obviously, a little bit sort of neglected Wolves to make sure he went to the World Cup. Lopetegui didn't play him. He didn't get to come out. Didn't bring you, he let him warm up last match of the season at Molyneux, then didn't bring him up. Raul was really upset. Obviously, he played the last match of the season. Year left on his contract. Over in the Algarve, you know, just getting over his groin injury. It's been announced today, this afternoon, uh, Fabrizio and then Percy and all the rest, that Wolves are, look like they're selling Raul Jimenez to Fulham for 5.5 million, 5 .5 million plus add-ons. Um, looks like he's left the Algarve to go to a medical at Fulham. What's your take on the rail business? Was it his final year on it, Dave? Pardon, his final year, one year left after this, yeah? Yeah, I think it's about right, Dave. He's, he, look, let, let's not mess about here, Dave. When he came in, uh, the season we got promoted, and the next season, up to when he got injured, the lad could have graced any football team in the Premier League and made them a better team. He was that good, I think. He was quick. He was strong. He was deadly in the air. Deadly on the ground. He was incredible, Dave. And then he gets this horrific injury. And he, he just ain't been the same. And football's a ruthless game, Dave. We Look, we cannot afford not to score goals this season. 31 goals home and away in the Premier League. You, you've been so lucky to stay up. You really, and really have. Before, and the year before, mate, we, we, we finished in the top 10 with, with a team that scored the lowest amount of goals as well. Yeah, you, you, you've got, we've really got to change this, Dave, because I think if we score 30 goals again this coming season, we're relegated. Because I don't think as a defensive unit, I'm a little bit worried with being linked to 33-year-old fullbacks. Um, one, that that's the kind of player we're going for. OK, he's proven Premier League, but if he ain't good enough for West Ham, he ain't good enough for me, to be honest. And you want about want Creswell big, now? Yeah, he'll want big money. And it sounds like we ain't going to be paying too big a money. So... I'm actually praying that he don't go. And I'd rather keep Giles than uh, buy Creswell. But well, on Jimenez, Dave, he's been an absolutely fantastic servant. Um, and I hope he does well, apart from against us, obviously. I'd love to see the bloke scoring again. I just don't see it, Dave. He's, he's changed 50% of the player now. And that ain't good enough for the Premier League, Dave. Yeah, I mean, the reason that, um, let's face it, that Fulham are, are looking is, again, because Mitrovic, who's been a very loyal... Again, Mitrovic is like their Raul Jimenez, to be honest, because he's been mm. there. He's been on the yo-yo train with Fulham for a very, very long time. 
And um, he wants his payday in Saudi Arabia by the looks, and that's why they're looking at uh, Raul Jimenez. Um, he, you know, he was the complete uh, player, to be honest. And um, if he does go, you know, he'll always be remembered for what he did under Nuno before his injury yeah. and and everything. He, but Raul has also been on record saying he wants to still wants to prove himself in the Premier League. You know, and I think he wanted to do it with Wolves, but like Wolves are going to take the money. But this comes back again. And let's, let's before we go on to the, the thing, Creswell obviously has been mooted. You know, he's bought in Matt Doherty, Doherty on a free for that right hand side. We all needed, we, we knew we needed another right sided fullback. I know people said, well, Matt paid in a five for Nuno, but he has played many, many times in a four. He's 31. Um, you know, he, he knows the club, and he's got a lot of experience. He's a super fit guy. He, he could uh, for, for for a free, and after selling him for fifteen million, and then bought him for eighty million, we've, that's not a bad deal um, for me. Creswell is almost in the similar sort of mould on the other side that he's looking at, and I know you. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know you're saying, well, if he's not good enough for. For West Ham, then how's he good enough for us? But Dawson came from West Ham and he's been our best player, really, towards the end of last season. He was Lamina. He's been outstanding, but he's a better player, Dave. Yeah. So he's could Creswell not do the same thing? Not in front of Bueno, no. Absolutely no, I don't not. think he would come in in front of Bueno personally. I, I, I like Bueno. And I, this is another reason why I'd like to see Giles bought him. But again, all of these transfer reports, and you know, I try and do two or three a week on the channel. We try and do reports on the website, so make sure you bookmark alwayswalls.co.uk. We try and round them all up. Scott, um, what's the Alex Scott is another one. Wolves are going to go in for a third bid for him. What's your take on Alex Scott? You're on about Lopetegui doesn't like young players. Alex Scott is 19 years of age. He scored in. He scored. I think two and assisted three in Bristol City's 8-0 win against Torquay yesterday. Um, what's your take on Alex Scott? They, they call him the Guernsey Grealish. Well, I was just going to say, if you if you go back to Grealish of about six, seven years ago, Grealish has bulked out a lot now. But if you look at this wispy-looking kid that used to take players on, get the ball and drive forward, that is Alex Scott. Uh, we've got him with 18 million quid. They've rebuffed that. We've gone in with 22, I believe. They've rebuffed that. They want 25. They're held out for 25. And it's gone dead. Completely it's gone, dead. It's gone it's just not. It's just nothing's happened since. Then I read a report today. Wolves are still interested in Alex Scott. If you're interested in him, go and buy him. If that manager tells you that is his number one target, go and get him. If you ain't careful here, the best manager that we've ever had on paper, because he's the only one that's won European trophies, is going to go walk about, Dave. And then who are we going to have? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, to me, you know, I mean, Bournemouth are another team that are apparently in frame. West Ham obviously have sold Declan Rice, so they've got the money. Um, and they tend to be potentially... If Wolves dilly... If, they, if June and Lopetegui and Hobbs and the recruitment team want this lad and they believe that he's going to make, you know, be someone that can come into our midfield and make things happen, then why are they faffing over two or three million pounds if he's going to make the difference? They really want... Because if, if, like they say, if they do drag the feet, someone else could swoop in and get him. Is it well, the answer? Is he going to be another Fabio Silva, though? You know, well, that's, I what that's what I'm worried about. I've gone on to Bristol City forums, Dave, and... Um... Ask them what they think. Honestly, ask them. I said, look, we're we're in for your star boy. What's he like? Is he good enough to play now? Now, they might have red and white blinkered glasses on, Dave. But they're convinced that that boy will be in the Premier League next year, whether it's with us or with someone else. So, if he's good enough for someone else, short in the Premier League, and you let him play his natural game, it's got to be good enough for us because at the moment, Dave, we don't look very good. <laughs> well, um, this, this is this is it. So for you, if they want him, go and get him. Give him a chance him. to get in and stuff like that. Um, We're losing the chance for him to bed in, Dave. As I say, six weeks. You've got six weeks since the window opened on Wednesday. And then there was two weeks prior to that before a season finished. They should know who they want. They shouldn't be fanning around now looking at players. They should know their targets and they'll have targets written down. First target. If we can't get him, then we go to him. If we can't get him, then we go to him. And if they're still fanning around now, there's no integration into a team that's just gone to Portugal again. They've been just come back from Spain. Now they've gone to Portugal. This time we'll whistle by Dave. And this is the most important part of the season of integrating new players and getting current players playing to a system that this man wants them to. He didn't have time to do this when he first came in. All he had to do was keep us up. Any way he could, keep us up. There's no time for tactics. It's about grit and showing some determination. He did that. This was his 10-week window to put all his ideas over. And they have failed him you can milk this up all you like they failed him Dave because he now hasn't got that time and we are going to be in the proverbial come the end of October if we're very careful so if nothing happens this next week Dave then you want to worry mate because this lot are not playing ball with us they don't talk to us I don't expect to know everything but they should drip feed us some bits it's too secretive, Dave. We're not living in communist China here. This is <laughs> this is Great Britain. We don't live like that here. It's time they came clean, Dave. 
on their aspiration for this club. I am sick and tired of just doing enough. It's okay to say, well, we went to Europe. I went to Spain last week, Dave. I come back with no silverware. I went all over Europe with Wolves. Still come back with no silverware. Just like going on holiday, Dave, having a few drinks with the lads. Like going on holiday. It's only any good, Dave, if you actually win things. You've got to start winning things. Well, let me just come on that back on. But Peter Yam Yam, I've seen your question about FFP. Save it for the question and answer session at the end. Or we'll answer. We'll answer that question. If you've got any questions for the end of uh, the end of the show, which is the last ten minute period, um, save them all up because we will be uh, we will be answering all of those. I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, in terms of trophies and winning silverware, I know it's something that you know you talk about. But there is only really three trophies Wolverhampton Wanderers can win, unless um, as of the men's team. Obviously, you've got the, the women's team as well, who've done gr good progress over the last couple of years. We have to do credit to them. And if they win their league this year, they will get promoted to the Championship. But we can win the League Cup, the FA Cup and the Premier League. We're not winning the Premier League because we're not, you know, unless it was like a freak like Leicester. They told us we were, though, Dave. Within 10 years, and we're six years in. So, well, I think he's backtracked yeah, well, a little bit on that. But it yeah. would, but we, we do want Wolves. I mean, I, I'm a fan. I want Wolves to be competing for the Premier League to win it. I mean, it's deluded, we might feel. But, like, you know, we've been there. We've won the top division in the past. We want to be back there challenging again. Um, but the other one is the FA Cup and the League Cup, we want to basically, if we're not going to win the uh, the Premier League, be pushing as high up in the table as we can to try and give ourselves a qualify for another European competition. But in the meantime, we want to be challenging to win, like an FA, get to an FA Cup final or something like that. And I get that. The frustrating thing I think a lot of Wolves fans have is that we got to a high water point under Nuno where we finished seventh two years running. We got to the quarterfinal um, and got knocked out by Lopetegui's um, severe team, even though Ralph missed his first penalty that night for a 1-0 lead to Wolves. If it had gone in front, who knows what would have happened because we didn't lose many games from taking the lead back in them days. Um, and then, obviously, the semi-final, coasting at 2-0 up against Watford. We all know what happened you know, these were our high water points. We know that there was a bump in the head between Nuno and Jeff and the board about further investment. It didn't happen. Nuno went. They brought in Bruno Large. Large ball, Bass ball was brilliant for the first bit of period. We couldn't believe the football that we were playing. Couldn't score goals, but we were playing some pretty brilliant football. Couldn't score goals. Creating chances, couldn't come in. Then it all went. Then when he. he and then when Large went out on Hoover, it all went downhill from there on end. And he lost the dressing room. And, the, you know, they last summer, they went with a, a plan with Scott Sellers and, and Bruno Large, got rid of a lot of leaders out of that dressing room. And we were rudderless for a long point. Lopetegui's come in. The board have backed him. Fosen did back him in the summer. We have to forget. I know they've not spent a lot of money here. They bought in Kuna for 44 million, Dawson, Lamina, Gomez, all of these players that they've spent a lot of money on in January. And, we, and I know they're not bringing them in in this window. If we were bringing them in in this window, we'd be going, yeah, yeah, that's good. But they were brought in in January. But that doesn't excuse the fact that we want most Wolves fans wanted a change in the guard. 
They wanted the team freshening up. Part one has started in January with players. Most of them have come on goods. Sarabia is probably the one that's not really delivered yet. Nunes came in last summer. Maybe we'll see the best of him this summer. Nunes thinks we're going to finish top eight, by the way. But all we've seen this year so far is free transfers. And we've got a friendly against Porto on Tuesday night. I'm going to blooming Dublin um, next Saturday to watch Wolves play Celtic. You don't want to, you know, just to, to see firsthand this team that we've got at the moment. Then we've got the friendly against Luton. We've got the friendly against Rennes. And guess what? 21 days from today, we're at Old Trafford playing Man United, who just battered... I think they were battering Arsenal last night in America. We've got United away. 21 days. We've got Tom King and Matt Doherty and 13 people that have gone out the door. So that's why Wolves fans are quite rightly worried. Is something going to happen this week? How are you feeling about that, Sooty? Do you think, and this is a question, do you think Fosun do not care about Wolves anymore? They don't care. They're done with it. They're just doing what they need to do. Because I know you're pretty, you know, not got a very good view at the moment of Fosun. If you if you go back to Newcastle pre um, the Saudis taking over, and you had Mike Ashley in charge, Mike Ashley had do just enough to keep him in the Premier League. They got relegated twice in the Mike Ashley tenure, and he what he did in in that time is he pumped money in to get straight back at the Championship because he knows there's 180 million quid just in TV rights. Now, when you're in the Premier League, if you get the 180 million if you're a good owner, your aspirations are to break into Europe. If you break into Europe, you've got to spend money. Right? If you win the Europa League, you get £8 million for winning it. But you may have to spend £50, £60 million on two or three extra players to remain in it. I don't think that Fosun want to do any more than just enough. I think they'll be happy to finish 15th, 16th every year and just keep taking the 180 million just so the club keeps ticking over and one day somebody will have a dabble at it with big money. They paid £30 million for it and I think if they get all their money back i.e. 300 350 for it because it's a Premier League team I think they'll sell it. They, they do not have what's needed to push this team and this club where we think it should be uh, in, as a top seven club. I'm not saying we've got to win it, but if you're going to make bold statements that we're going to do this and we're going to do that and you don't deliver, then guess what? You deserve every powder you're going to get. Sorry. They ain't for me, Dave. I'm sorry. They've lied too many times. They've let too many people down. They stabbed the greatest manager we've had in 40 years straight between the shoulder blades when he signed a five-year contract. It, it just it beggars belief to me that you get him to sign a big contract like that. You promise him the players, OK, it was a poor season. It was a COVID season. The bloke never went home to see his bloody family. He was going to be down in the dumps and what have you. But you promised him that money and you renegaded on it. 
and the bloke he had no nowhere to go he's a bloke of principle and they shit on him dave sorry it's before nine o'clock but they shafted that bloke big time and they'll do it to anybody they ain't bothered dave they're not bothered mate okay so i mean obviously spending the money and we talk about the ffp they have got a lot of money they did get us the 13th they bought in lopetegui I've been saying trust the process, surely that we're going to kick on. I'm getting to a point where I'm, you know, I, I was quite honest. I said two weeks, give it two weeks, and then I'll start to get a little bit more concerned and worried for the, exactly the reasons that you're saying in terms of having these players bedding in. Fabio Silva's returned um, to training. Sasha's come back. Rel's going. Kuhn is there. Uh, we've said that Chikino can Matov's going out because there's a lot of competition in the forward areas. You know, at the moment we've got Kuna, Sasha, and who's a number Kuna's a number ten, and Fabio. Can Fabio and Sasha be the answer? Maybe, possibly. Don't know, do you? Or is we it don't know down? Fabio when he came back Thursday, didn't he? Yeah, and we know sort of that he doesn't want to be here or, you know, because of what happened previously. But this is a new regime. Maybe he'll come to life under Lopetegui. Maybe Lopetegui can get the best out of him. Because I always thought with Fabio Silva, the price tag was way too much. If it had been 15, 20 million, no one would have said anything. The fact that he came in on 35 million, money wasted, is kind of like, you know, and then you're scrambling around trying to get deals over the line when we spent the likes of 35 million on a wonder kid but never really played for us so he but he you know he did a job in the pandemic when Raul was injured at a very very young age he's a lot stronger now he's been out I know playing in other leagues I always thought he had the movement um but we've got to be able to have the players within the middle of the park and the other forward players that can read his movement to get the ball to him, to give him the chance to score. Because I think he's a natural, instinctive yeah. type of striker, which is what we need. But if the ball supply isn't there, you could be Haaland. If they don't get the ball to him... No, yeah, I don't gonna... think Haaland had scored 20 a season in our, in our team at the moment. We're not, <laughs> we're not progressive enough, Dave. There's too many direct teams within this. We used to bemoan direct football, didn't we? You watch Man City. If that 50-yard ball's on for Haaland to, to run on to they will bang it up straight away. They won't tippy-tappy it around like we do and let everybody assemble, get 10 behind the ball and what have you. Sometimes you've got to go long and get that centre forward running on it. We just, we don't do it, Dave. We're too, it's too side to side, back, side to side, back. It's it's turgid to watch. It's, it, it's shockingly bad to watch. Anybody that comes on here and comments saying to me, we're not that bad. Honestly, what kind of football have you been watching? Well, I've got to agree with you because the, we've been the, the worst watch in the Premier League for 18 months. Agreed, it's been boring football. Just to say, Tim, it's not the end of September, it's the end of August. It's first of September that the window closes. Um, it's been boring football, you know, even under Lars when he first came in. It, I couldn't believe the football we were playing, it was, it was magnificent. It was like, who is this team? You know, had we been putting the ball in the net, Jesus Christ, what a team, what, what the oh, way we played. And then it all's got the last 18 months, it's been it's been hard watch. 
We go home and away most matches, you know, going away and we've seen two wins. One was the Southampton win, which was fantastic. The late goal against Everton. But other than that, you know, you spend a lot of money going to support your team and, and then you go to Arsenal last match of the season. You, 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 it's like we never showed up. I know his experiment, we didn't, we were safe and we didn't care. But like, it's still a lot of money the fans spend. Wolves fans, you know, every single fan will forgive anything as long as they give 120, 50, 200% for the badge. You know, they might not be the most talented lot, but if they're giving everything for the shirt and they can see that, they'll get behind that player and they'll forgive anything, even a mistake. What they won't accept are players hiding on the pitch. Absolutely. Fans will not will not will not put up with that. And that's when they get on their back. Lopetegui, I don't think, is a manager that, you know, takes any crap. I think <laughs> he's obviously an elite manager, you know, they've got him in, which is why I've been saying trust the process. But the but the recruitment team have got to give him the tools to do the job that he wants because we are 13, 12 players light than we were at the end of the season. We've had a lot of experience go out the door. You, you don't know what's going to happen with the Dharma. It wouldn't surprise me if he re-signed with us because Lopetegui wanted him. He's got to sign with someone sooner or later. But we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But in regards to Foson, the one thing that I will say, you know, when we've had owners in the past, we had the Batty brothers, you know, all that stuff that happened. So Jack came in. Even he got stick off the fans at some point. You know, because he had the golden tip thing and what have you, but he's much loved for what where what he did to take us where he did. Steve, um, what's his name come in? Um Morgan. Steve Morgan came in, invested his money, it all went per shaped. He got abused with him and his family at Preston away, which you know, I know fans weren't happy, but they should never physically do that. Personally, to me, I always think that's the wrong way of dealing with things. Express your concerns, but don't get like that. Then he's, he did sell up. He sold up for, a, you know, with Moxie and got Fosin in, who did a lot of due diligence, Fosin. They were looking at getting at him. And this is coming back to the point when China were encouraging investment into football and they were investing in their team. Fosin came in and bought us. And, you know, we were languishing in the championship. They have got us to languishing in the Premier League. And now the fans are like, we want, we deserve better than this. And maybe we do. But we do have to realise that they delivered and have delivered in getting, doing what they said they were going to do earlier than they said. The pandemic hit. The Chinese thing, as you said, will have had some effect, even though Fosun are a little bit more exempt than a lot. Birmingham City have just changed owners, Chinese ownership. Albion, well, they could be in real crap next year um, with what's happened with their owner. Reading were another one. You know, we talk about Southampton. Villa got rid of their owner, Chinese, and look at Villa, you know. Fosun own multi-billion pound companies, so much bigger than Wolves, you know, pharmaceutical companies. They look at Wolves as like, the jewel on their crown. It's like more of a prestige thing. And I can't see that a company that sees Wolves as a prestige thing wants to see us fail. Dave, if they see us Dave, fail, they failed. 
Dave, a jewel will only look any good, mate, if you polish it. That's a great analogy, that is. That's it, 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 it'll go dull, Dave. And you can have the biggest diamond in the world, Dave. If you don't polish it on a regular basis, it'll look crap. Right. And that's a, that's, you, a, that's you, a really great analysis, that is. And the one, just, one thing, guys, can I just say one thing? We're coming up to an hour, so I hope you don't mind if you stick with us for a bit longer. This is going to be a longer on the ball because we've still got a lot to get in. And, Keith, are you all right to stick with us? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because um, if you don't mind, guys, we're going to can continue past the hour because we've still got yeah. a lot to talk about. We've got, like, 450 of you that are watching. Hopefully, if some of you are new, you'll consider subscribing. Uh, like in the video, um, you know, and then you can engage in the chat once you've subscribed. So, yeah, I agree what you said. There's a lot, you know, Wolves have stood. If you don't invest in this division, you don't continue to invest, you will get caught out eventually. Leicester, last year, their owners didn't really put their hand in the pocket. Brendan Rodgers was talking about it. They got relegated. Too good to get relegated. No team's too good to rele get relegated. Everton... I don't know they keep staying up every year. They just seem to somehow manage to stay up. Southampton were another team, had a lot of talent, kept selling their best players. They've gone down, you know what I mean? And we saw Coventry in the past that did exactly the same thing. And when you go down, it's not easy to come back out of that championship. No. Um, so you're right. We've got to keep polishing the jewel. And we're, you know, we, we're, you know, if there's any of the Wolves board that watch, and I know sometimes they do, as fans, we don't want to be stood, stood here criticising or moaning or anything like that. We want to be singing the praises. We want to say, well done, and we'll give credit where credit's due. And this channel will always try to be fairly even-keeled and give a voice to everyone to come on and say, but, like, guys, it's six weeks since the end of the season. You've bought in two free transfers we're playing United in three weeks Three weeks tomorrow. You know, we've got big games coming up. And don't forget, Wolves did miss out as well on the commercial side at the South Korea. That's another thing that went wrong this season, similar to last year. Nobody's fault, but it happened. It's It all look. you know, you look at the ground as well. It all looks a little bit of a mess. The paint that you've seen people posting on. I mean, Jason Guy did a really good Photoshop where he solved the problem really, really quickly and put some Photoshop over. But like some of the ground looks grubby and dirty. It's a Premier League stadium, for God's sakes. What do you think about the stadium situation, um, Sutti? What's your take on that? Uh, it's shocking, really. Molyneux terrible. Oh, we'll always love it, Dave, but it's, it's big. I mean, that term, Steve Bull stand, and that thing that's next to the South Bank, I mean, if, if that's their idea of upping capacity, one, it looks hideous. There's better stands in the National League, right? That is abysmal. For a Premier League, they shouldn't have been allowed to do it, Dave. If you're going to do it, right, I want to tell you something now, Dave. We'll go on to the Villa. I hate the Villa, right? Not as much as Albion, but I hate the Villa. I'll, I'll admit it. I do not like them. They are miles ahead of us. Six years ago, they were six weeks from going in to administration. Right? If they hadn't got promoted, the season they got promoted, they were in huge, huge financial problems. Right? They're now 
Well, in six years, they've gone three years in front of us, Dave. They've Still got can't beat us, though, can they, Sutty? I don't want Aston Villa to be my cup final, Dave. I want to take the three points off them, laugh at them and walk on. I do not want them to be what I have to look forward to every year. But they still pump us by 20-odd points. They've got a plan. They've finished above us. They've got a plan. They've got no better manager than what we've got. But the difference being, Dave, is they sold the, they sold the ground back to themselves to generate loads and loads of money to be able to spend. Why don't Fosun do that, Dave? There's an idea, isn't it? Buy the ground. Um, the buying the ground thing is quite an interesting is quite an interesting thing that you say. And there's a lot of clubs that have gone down the buying the ground thing. Um, and then I then I look at likes of Coventry City, who sold their ground. Twice, Dave Villa. Yeah, but Coventry City, point of fact, sold their ground. And then fell out with the with what wherever happened with the who they sold the ground to and the rights to and stuff like that. And then they've only just got their ground back, and they've gone through terrible. And there's a couple yeah, of Dave, uh, Dave. Think about it, Dave. These Villa owners, they've done it to become a better team. They're not going to do that to Villa, Dave. They're on the up. They've they finished the season. They knew these two. They, well, they knew the three players, Tielemans. And Pau Torres and DRB, they knew who they wanted. They've got them straight away. Got them. They're done and dusted. They're going to absolutely melt us this season, Dave, if we don't get some proper quality in. They're going to absolutely tear shreds out of us. And good on them if they do, because they've got good owners. They're doing the ground up. They're ripping one part of the stand down. It's going to get to 50 odd thousand. That allows them to spend more money again, Dave. While we've sat twiddling our thumbs, while the steep ball falls down, all the ground looks a bit of a tip. We've got a temporary stand in the corner, the Gene Kelly stand, where everybody gets drenched in mid midwinter with their little yellow max on. It's embarrassing, Dave. We cannot sit here and say, whoa, we're really proud about this. If you sit in here now saying you're proud of how this club is being run, God almighty. I was there when there was two stands open. I don't know if you were, Dave. And I'm getting the same sort of feelings now as when there was two stands open. Uh, but we knew then, Dave, we had nothing. We knew all we had then was spirit and a bit of dogged fight because it was like the world was against us, Dave. These people have got lots and lots of money, Dave. Lots of money. There are means and ways around getting around this FFP thing. And the trouble you've got with this FFP thing is it's all to do with being self-sustainable. No club in Premier League history has done anything being self-sustainable other than get relegated. There's a few people that have come on in the chat there's a lot that agree, but there's quite a few that have said that Fosun are running us properly, like a proper business, that type of thing. I mean, how would you answer that? I mean, because like, you know, they six years establishing the Premier League, they they came in, they did the business, they made changes in in January, they got rid of sellers, you know, they got um, Lopetegui in, they invested in him, they backed him, you know, they're having to 
be careful at the moment. They got Hobbs in. He said at the start of the window, it's we're gonna have to sell to buy. You know, would you not agree that they're looking at but there's another argument that again, guys, that says like, why aren't they invested in the stand? They talked about this, they put a plan out with Molyneux. Um you know, the Steve Bull stand, a lot of people sit in there and it's not really fit for purpose. But if Wolves are to, you know, and Wolves can invest in facilities outside of FFP. They can upgrade yeah. the stand. They can invest in things like that because that is not covered under FFP. But if they do do major work, um, you know, they can dig down on, a, on, the, on the one side and stuff like that. But there will probably have to be a reduction in capacity at Molyneux to get the capacity up to uh, something like 45,000. How many of you on the channel here would, you know, if, if Fosin came out and said, look, we've looked at all the eventualities, we can't keep Molyneux where it is and do the, uh, the upgrade because it's going to reduce the capacity and the ability to make revenue and people to come and watch. We'll stick at Molyneux, we'll build a brand new ground near the M54 Simple yes, no question. And we're going to go to Sooty first. How many of you now, two or three years on, would go, no way, I'd rather stick with what we got and have the condition that it's in? Or would be going, yes, I'll take that if we can get a new modern stadium? Simple yes, no in the chat. Sooty, give us your views. Well, for me... I'm 53 now and I actually want to see us win something before I shuffle off this mortal soil, Dave. And the only way we're going to do that, Molyneux generates nothing, Dave, for 13 days of every fortnight, virtually. If they built a new stadium, that would have casinos, it would have cinemas, it would have shops, it would have... That would generate so much money and it would put us on a different level. Not only that, that plot of land in the middle of that city, will be worth an absolute fortune. So if you want to, if you want to start winning things, you've either got to make that stadium 50,000 or you've got to move 45, 50,000 or you've got to move. And you've got to get people wanting to go there, Dave. And the way you're going to get people to go there is to play attractive, free-flowing football where you're going to win a lot of games. Because if you're playing the turgid rubbish we've been watching, they ain't going to go, Dave. Simple. It's a rocket science. You know, I'm, being, I'm really surprised here. Um, I mean, there's a few that's saying no, but I'm really surprised at the amount of people that are saying yes to moving because it was a few it's years ago. It's the only ago. way you'll win anything. But yeah, but a few years ago, sacrilege to move Molyneux. I mean, it was a big backlash, but there's a lot of people. Um, there are, I mean, agents know, um, but there's a lot of people here that are saying yes to moving, which is a uh, yeah, keep Molyneux, you'll just need buffing up tips and walls. Yeah, there's a lot. You've either got to upgrade it, Dave, you upgrade to get more people in which will then generate more money. It cannot stay as it is. It's, you ain't going to do nothing. And why aren't they? If, then, if, they, if they're that, that hell-bent on us being self-sustainable, they went to six years now. We were promised an upgrade bloody three years ago before the pandemic. They made, let's just wait for it, Dave. In the pandemic, they made 
$1.3 billion profit. Now, there was nobody in stadiums for 12 months. You answer that one, Dave. Um, well, I, I, I am absolutely flabbergasted, actually, by the... Because I thought there'd be a lot of... A lot of uh, no's. Uh, John says, where are you going to go? The big plot of land by the M54, basically. Uh, Jones, no, net, never. Um, but I'm really surprised. Well, I'm not adverse not to moving, Dave. What I'm saying is you can't stay there as it is. You're never going to compete. You can't. So you've either got to make that state-of-the-art, which would make my day. It really would. I think this is it. Fantastic. At last. We've got another 10,000 people in every week, twice a week, wherever it is. Brilliant. If they regenerate it all, there'll be more shops and everything around it, not just that Asda. It would be brilliant. But you cannot stay as you are with 33,000. You're going to get relegated. It's not good enough, Dave. It's a tin pot. It's my tin pot and it's your tin pot of a ground. I love it. But it ain't going to get us any trophies or anything, Dave. Well, you've always you've always come across about the, the, no emotional attachment other than to the the badge and the shirt and the name and the colours and all that sort of jazz. So, so we're going to move on now because we've talked a lot about folks and the thing. Someone said in the thing uh, before we get onto the shirt, the new shirt, and then opening up for questions. Um, why aren't you talking about the quality that we have within the, the squad? We have talked, you know, fairly openly about what's been going on but now Sooty talk about the quality that we that the that Julian Lopetegui has got within the uh, the squad currently that we've got you just any thoughts on that there there is, there is a quality but is the quality in depth day there lies your problem you know we're, we're unproven up front aren't we completely across the front line at the moment so if we don't buy centre-forwards, we're pinning our ropes on Cunha, Silva and Sasser. Now, hey, I've already said on here tonight, if I've got this completely wrong, I'm not the football expert at the end of the day, Lopetegui is. And if he's gone to his board and said, these three are mustard, I want these three. Get rid of him, Inez, I don't need him. These three are going to do it for me. I can use Wang straight through the middle as well. We're going to get 50 goals this year. If we do it, Dave, I'll come on here next end of next season. I'll go, everybody, I'm sorry. I've got this totally wrong. I'll keep my mouth shut. But at present, um, I'm a bit worried, Dave, because it, it's not so much that I don't think they will go and buy somebody. It's the rate in which they're doing it, Dave, because we're going to be miles behind. Well, Sutty, you'll have more than opportunity because obviously extra time will be back the, the phone-in show where... You know, all of you guys can call in and have your view. And we'll be talking about the game and the previous week on Extra Time. And obviously, we'll, as the season unfolds, we'll be able to get a flavour, uh, especially over the first couple of months of the season. We'll, we'll, we'll have a really good picture because by the first couple of months of the season, the first 10 games, I always think the first 10 to 15 games, you get an idea. We'll kind of know, won't we? And she's coming for the cup of tea, the producer in the background there. Thanks, Emma. She's doing me another cuppa. But so, mate, you're a regular on Extra Time. We love having you on. Um, people do love hearing from you because, you know, you do speak for a lot of people and their frustrations. 
I'll promise Paul Harris, who uh, does give me a bit of stick sometimes. We don't always agree, but I, I promised two weeks today um, that if we hadn't signed anyone, we would have a really serious debate about the goings on. And, you know, I'm concerned and I'm fairly level in how I look at things. I try to look at the balance and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm still giving the benefit of the doubt and saying, let's wait and see. But I have gone from, you know, that side of like, oh, it's all right, chill out, it's only a commercial. And I'm kind of going more and more to, I'm getting a bit worried now. I'm getting a bit concerned now, you know, for, for, for exactly those reasons. And the reason why we bring up the uh, Molyneux as well, because we talk about revenues, we talk about the fact that they can invest. There was a big consensus of no, no way, Jose, will we ever move from Molyneux. But I'm surprised by how many people are probably thinking if it means that we can progress and they can get a plot of land and do all of that that you said, there seems to be more people that would be open to it. It would damage the city centre. Um, so let's wait and see on that. Are you happy um, to now talk about the uh, the new shirt before we open to questions? Yeah. So, guys, uh, another thing that happened this week is that um, Wolves launched finally launched the whole the uh, the the home kit, which you can see on the screen now. Yeah, you can see that, all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, Wolves finally have launched their home kit. I did a um, I did a big um, fan review on that, which. Went down really, really well. What's your take on the uh, on the home shirt, mate? Nice. You like I it? Don't re- I don't really buy them, Dave, to be honest. You know me. I, I wear the pin badge and that's it. But um, my boy always has them and he's give it a glowing report, Dave. So that's good enough for me. Well, interestingly, when we did, and if you haven't watched it, check out, it was uh, the last but one video. Uh, check it out because... We had about eight or nine, ten fans come on and give their views on it. Virtually all of them were a bit like you, lush, like it, nice and clean. A nod back to the 80s um, in the collar and some of the pinstripes and stuff like that. Um, I'm not a big... What, what are you ta- what's your take on the second kit? The red. Not for me, Dave. It ain't for me either. I've got to be honest. The more I see it, the more I see it. I do think it looks like... I don't a... think it's actually red, though, Dave. It's almost sort of... It's not like the uh, wine-coloured one we had before, the Portuguese-themed thing, but it's not actually bright red if you look at it. No, it's. I've seen it in it's the It's not person. like that red behind me. I've seen it in person. I know a few people are thinking, and I'm, I'm not... I, I, I just... No. I kind of hate. I've hated seeing these these I mean, pictures every week when they're playing the friendlies, all work wearing in red. I just yeah. it's not for me. I, I, I see what the third kit's like. It drives as well. me nuts because we don't clash with anybody, do we? You could wear our own kit to every game, home and away. We don't clash with anybody really. So I'd play in that every week if I could. Yeah, lo- lots of people are saying they love the uh, the home card. Uh, the red says it says it reminds me when. Uh, Cardiff changed yeah. change yeah. the, change the view. Um, guys, what what are your thoughts on the pricing um, of the uh, of the home shirt? It's sixty pounds for the uh, 
for the for the replica kit. It's uh, obviously a lot more for the uh, for the the exact pro kit. Um, you know, we people have debates about the cost of a of a home shirt. You know, I'll just want to put this graphic up here on the screen. This is a graphic of the average costs um, so far announced of home shirts. You can see that Nottingham Forest home shirt is £75. They put it up 26%. Brentford's is 60 Bournemouth 65 West Ham 75 Arsenal 80 Fulham 80 Man United 80 Burnley's 55 Brighton 60 Palace 60 Wolves 60 Everton 65 City 75 Liverpool nearly 75 Villa 70 Newcastle 70 Luton 59 Tottenham 80 and Chelsea and Sheffield United yet to be announced I just want to make that point when people moan about the cost of uh, of the home shirt because yeah it's 60 quid and if you've got to buy it for a lot of people it can be a lot of money but you can go in, unless you're going to shop at Primark, um, get some cheap shirts. If you go and buy a nice shirt, you're going to pay 60 quid for a shirt or a jumper or something like that. This is something that you can choose to buy or choose not to buy, in my opinion. And you're going to wear it all year. And then you're going to wear it again years to come casually and stuff like that. You don't have to buy it. If I don't like a shirt, I won't buy it. I won't buy the red. But like... Put that into context for what you've just seen with the cost of shirts at other clubs. You have to say fair play to Wolves, really, because they are on the lower price range. I don't know what your take, your take is on that. Well, I mean, they're all roughly the same. Like your London clubs and Northwest clubs are always charging those. Um, but it's one of them days when you've got a son or a daughter that wants it. You go in that club shop, close your eyes, pay the bill, walk out, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, it's quite simple. Um, but they're gonna they're they're always gonna be around about that price. I ain't got a problem with it. It's a way of getting money through the through the coffers again. For me. Um. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. It. You. you I mean, people. Someone. Paul's just gone low income families. I get that. I completely get it. But like, you know, cost of living, everything. It's like. Paying to go to watch and support your team, hundreds and hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds. A shirt, 60 quid that you buy for a year, less than one pound a year. You don't have to buy it there and then. If you wait a little bit down the season, they often do discounts when the players announce. Or if you wait a little bit longer to Christmas, you tend to get them a bit cheaper as well. And you can choose to, to buy or to not buy the kit. There's a lot of stuff that Wolves sell, you know, that hoodies. Unfortunately, though, Dave, nowadays... It's not the working class man's game anymore, Dave, where you could take your kids for yeah. and get a bag of chips on the way home for 20 quid. It's just not that game anymore. So they're not, this will sound terrible. I'm from the biggest council estate in Worcestershire, born and bred. They're not look, foot, Premier League football clubs aren't looking at those kind of people. They want money people coming through there. It's simple. They want you to go into that club shop, they want you to buy pints of beer they want you to buy hot dogs at five quid ago that are really only worth about 20p they want they want you to do that to generate money years ago we used to buy a party and get in for a fiver and get a, um, a program they've gone dave it's gone the, the game's changed 
And unfortunately, like I say, it's not aimed at working class people anymore. No, but there's a lot of people that are being priced out of football and I, I completely get that. Um, you know, you look at your season ticket every year and you're like, okay, you want to support your club because it's part of your club. And they, they know it's a bit like when you go to an airport and, you know, you've got a a Frankie and Benny's and they're about 20% more expensive than a normal Frankie and Benny's because they've got a captive audience. Yeah. Um. So it is a bit like that. And I get it. You know, they do have, Wolves do have um, fan liaison groups, match day experience groups. They have a retail group. I know this because, you know, Emma's on the retail group and they talk about all of these things and stuff like that. So they listen to fan feedback one of the things they do push back on that is the cost of kits and keeping it in line and as low as possible. And they plan 18 months in advance. But I also will say when you're talking about um, investment um, in the team, they've got to raise revenue somehow. Revenue is raised from match day tickets, match day sales. Revenue is raised from the commercial operation of the club in terms of selling products. People used to moan about the range of product at Wolves in terms of it used to be crap. You can go into now into the Wolves shop or and you can buy anything. There's such a, a variety and a range of products that you can buy to suit everyone. And that was something that people were asking for. They've asked it for women's fit shirts. They've started to do that as well, the more range for children, because people have been demanding these sort of things. Obviously, it's an expensive business. You can choose to... You can choose to spend your money or you can choose not to. But if people weren't buying the products, they wouldn't be there for them to, to think. So it is economics. And that money should go into the club as part of the infrastructure. But the other thing with buying a season ticket and, and investing, you do need value for money with any type of business. And this is why improvements to the ground and the match day experience is such an important thing. Like, obviously, they've had the initiatives with the old gold pack with the flags and trying to create the atmosphere better. I've had, I know we've had input in terms of the, the sound system and the, 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 the build up to the match and stuff like that. Value for money is really important. If you're paying for a product and you're getting poor value for money, then your customers are not happy. This comes back to the quality of football, the quality of the facilities at the ground, the quality of the products, all of these sort of things. Value for money is really important. And when people feel they're being ripped off, that's when they get annoyed. So they've got to get this little balance going along. So personally, I'll get the I will get the home top. I'm not getting the away top. I walked into the into the store the other day, looked at a few products, thought saw the um the Wolves LA Wolves shirt, 60 quid. I tried it on and I thought, I'm not paying 60 quid for that. I'll wait for the uh, for the shirt to come out. You know, that's my take on that. And um, now we're going to open the floor to questions for me and Keith. Um, you can fire anything at us for the last 10 or 15 minutes and we'll do our best to answer. Are you going to get the home shirt this year? Are you going to just get it for your boy, Sutty? Just for the lad. I ain't bought one for years, Dave, on there. Uh... I'm not one for wearing club colours, to be honest, Dave. I'm surprised you've not got one of your trendy uh, tracky tops on tonight, mate. To be fair, you normally have. Well, I haven't got a trendy tracky top on, but I've got a nice T-shirt on, Dave. Bit of um, Montclair. 
Very, very nice. Very nice. Uh, Dave of the Dead, I love his name. I think that's a twist on Sean of the Dead. Says he hopes someone from the club is watching this. It would be nice if to think someone would. Right, first question is from uh, Jay Stanford. This caught last week, but I've given my view. Um, who's your captain? Dawson. You're going to go with Dawson? Yeah. Let's have a look um, on some more questions here. Three positions, Keith. Um, Sutty, we must have quality in. Well, I think we need another right back. Uh, no, we got the right, uh, left back, sorry, because I don't. I think eight Nori will go yet. So I think we need another left back. So I don't really want to be relying got on. Creswell coming in, mate. Creswell. I don't want him, Dave. I don't want him. I'd rather keep Giles, Dave. Yeah, I'd like to see Giles. Yeah. I still think we need a centre forward, Dave. I do too. They have been linked with a couple. If you've been watching, if you yeah. guys make sure you do subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're not listening to it back on a on a thing, because I say you can join in the in the chat. Um, we're twenty six thousand short of thirty thousand seven hundred. But more importantly, we do regular updates on the channel with all the latest developments on transfer windows. We do at least two full rounds on the transfer window every week. Um, if you put the bell on, you'll be the you know we give a real good update on that. So. Yeah, a striker. I think we need, I think we need a, definitely a centre forward, Dave. And I do think we need. I'm excited to see um, Young Gomez play. Yeah, I think Nun. I think Nunes. I'm not totally against my own football club, just in case everybody thinks I am. I think Nunes. I'm, I'm hoping Nunes will come out of the shadow of Ruben Neves. Yeah, like he did and when he was off a couple of weeks. Pardon? When he was out for two games, we won both games. Yeah, well, I just, I just think um, running from deep with the ball, he's been played out of position as well, Dave. Let's not forget this. You know, at the moment, it looks like we've wasted 40 million quid. As, there, like, I mean, there's another massive investment, 40 million pounds on a player. Yeah, there's a player there, Dave, because at Sporting Lisbon, and I'll hold my hands up, when we signed him last season, Dave, I'm like, here we go. We're serious here. And I thought the same of Geddes. And to be honest, I thought the same of Collins. And it probably goes down at the moment, Dave. It's probably our worst transfer window ever on record. Well, Geddes. For, for money spent. Geddes. So that just goes to show how much I know. But I would definitely, definitely like to see these players flourish. And, and if we finish eighth like he thinks we will, well, I promise you I'll come on here. And apologise to every one of you. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'll have to think of a better forfeit for you than that. To be fair, I'll uh, I'll think. Wait, of, where I'll... an Albion top day? No, no chance. That. We're going to get you to do that, but we'll think of something. Um, Reece Stellard wants to um, to know where where you think we will finish. I guess you can only talk as we stand at the moment. As we stand at the moment. Well, again, there would just about be, I would say, 15th, 16th. 15th, 16th. But if we invest... Top half. Top half. See, I think we can get a top half finish, but we've got to get the right players in. Um, Peter Yam Yam 54 thank you, Peter, for bringing this back. I know you brought it up earlier. 
one of our members. And guys, if you want to be a member of the channel, Keith's a member of the channel, you know, it supports what we do. Just sign up. We're getting on the Discord group. I guarantee you we have lots of chats and debates each and every day about everything on the channel, uh, on the Discord group, the members' private members' Discord group. So I'd encourage you to become a member. Um, Peter Yamyam54 became a member, and he, which is why he's got his little badge, and you get emojis and all sorts as well. How much money would you say we have to spend? I'm going to go to you first, Keith, and I'm going to give you my answer. Well, we, we've got rid of 11 so far, Dave. We do not need to replace 11 players. Our squad, yeah. believe it or not, was huge. Yeah. There was something like there was something like 33 players in it, so it needed thinning out, Dave. Let's let's get that bit straight for a start. But I think they're not going to spend over 15 million. They said, didn't they, or something on a player? Well, they said that, but that's already gone that. out the window because they've but bid that, 20 if, million. If they're fans, going for but... Alex Scott and they've bid 22, that's not correct, really, is it? But I think they're going to be looking to spend somewhere in the region of about 80 million quid. See, I think currently we have 50 million to spend, and that's including wages, and that's over two transfer windows. I think that's over this transfer window and the next one. As it stands, like it. that's as it stands at the moment. I reckon 50, 60 million tops. That's my thought. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But if they're going to spend 25 million of that on Alex Scott, then we've got maybe 30 million to spend on the rest. But this is why, in some ways, the free transfer for Matt Doherty or Doherty coming in means that there's money available elsewhere. And if they do bring in Cresswell for 2.53 million, not saying they will or they won't, but if that releases money to be spent in forward areas, then maybe that's a trade-off that we Don't have. forget as well, Dave, they're, they're sort of hitting South America big time now as they did with Portugal, and you get a lot more for your money in South America. You do. I mean, someone said like... about Neves and... Declan Rice. Declan Rice is English. His values, or if it's an English player, it's it's almost which is why I'm a you know Ryan Giles. I know what what nationality is he, he, but he's homegrown. Four million pounds is like you know crazy. But like Declan Rice is English. He's he's gone from West Ham to think it's a bit like Jack Grealish, English. You know the values are always about 40 percent higher. Um, da -da -da -da. Miles wants to know is on is watching on Facebook because this is on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube simultaneously, and of course it'll be out on podcast in the morning. Miles wants to know which player are you looking forward to watch the most this season? Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez, yeah, I think the same for me. Um, Joe Gomez, I think he could be the man. Um, That's why I'm not worried about Neves going down. Yeah, I mean Lamina was great. Nunes, I mean if you think. Our midfield before January was literally Matinho, Neves, and who's the other one? Hodge was it? And then net, and then we bought in Gomez, Lamina, you know, Noon and Nunes. Yeah. So I mean, if we bring in Alex Scott as well, that's a lot of quality midfielders. Um, I personally, I'd really, really, really love. Love Fabio Silva to be in the team, killing it. 
I'd be, I'd, I'd be, if he, I'd, I'd love him to come good and then turn around and just do the proverbial finger, whatever, not actually literally, but just go have the trust and for him to come good. But like we say this about a lot of things, he'll come good, he'll come good. Fabio Silva's one that could work and I hope his attitude that he's come back to Wolves, although I know he said with PSV, oh, I want to be here next year. I've had a conversation this week with someone that kind of knows his family who basically said he's going to be at Wolves for a month and then he's going to go because he wants out. Um, But that's a view that he had from when he was here. He doesn't feel like he was supported well enough. But the one thing that I will say on that, it's changed a lot in terms of the infrastructure, the people that are behind the scenes. It's changed. Okay, Jeff's still there, but Jeff said he was his boy. A bit like, um, who was the guy that we had? He was his boy before. Can't think his name. Went to Leeds or whatever it was. Um, Costa. Costa, that's the one. I hope he comes in with an attitude that he's going to have a smile on his face. He's working with an elite manager who obviously talks the lingo as well. A different set of coaches, a different set of, you know, to when he was here the last time. It is a fresh start for Fabio Silva under this manager. And if Fabio Silva comes with a mindset that he forgets everything that's happened before with him and the fans during the frustration, the pandemic and everything else, and the fans show him the love, which as a young lad he wants, and he performs. I mean, he scored home and away against the Baggies. No fans there. I really think he could come good. I hope so. So that's my answer. I'd like to see him come good. Um, I'm just running down. Any more questions? Um, Dave, what was the process? Only asked said weeks ago. Repeats. Trust the process. Trust the process. The process is going at the moment. You know, we're starting to question the process, aren't we? That's what we're doing at the moment. We are questioning the process. Um, oh, here's a good one. Another one. Who's going to take the set pieces? It'd be Creswell if he comes in, wouldn't it? He's a it good set be, piece yeah. taker. Who do you think will be the surprise hit this season? Some good questions here. Well, I think it'll be... I really do believe in Joe Gomez. I really do believe it. As soon as we thought that Neves was going... We thought he was going to go last season, didn't we, Dave? But as soon as I seen him play at Southampton, you remember the game well, won't you, when when he scored, I thought, this is the play. This is the natural successor for, for Neves. And I think he'll play further up the pitch as well. Um Neves was wasted at times. Look, people have got it all wrong, what I've said. I've said Neves was a very, very good player for us. That's on record on here. I said What I did say was, Neves is not world-class. He isn't world-class. If he was world-class, he would be in the Portuguese side, first on the sheet every, week, every uh, international tournament. He's not. No British clubs came in for him. So I'm not too disappointed he's gone, especially with 47 million quid for a year left on your contract. Yeah. It's an amazing deal. It's got us out of the proverbial, hasn't it, Dave? Let's be honest. That deal has helped us get out of it. If we hadn't sold him, we'd be in even more trouble if that's how far we are in trouble. 
But yeah. I think that Joe Gomez was bought in January knowing he was going. Yeah, absolutely. Alex Bedford says, don't we have another Troy in midfield? Of course, there's Bubakar as well. Good point. I'm just looking. Silver with a point to prove. Um, window doesn't close till the 1st of September, says Stu. So expect moves to be made late in August, maybe. But that's the point. I didn't want to give him a AH reckons that uh, Silver is potential, but my heart tells me he still doesn't want to be at Wolves. This is what I'm saying. Um, we want him to have that positive attitude that he comes uh, comes back. Look, can I just quickly go back to that point where that lad said um, about uh, we'll make our move mid to late August? Yeah. I know he wasn't everybody's cup of tea, Dave, but we signed Den Donker in mid to late August. Yeah. And if you remember rightly, he made his debut at the end of November, early December, when we played Chelsea, because he just wasn't up to... He, he weren't up to speed with what the team were doing. Now, if you're buying team, you're buying players in mid to late August, and you expect them to jump straight into the Premier League, it ain't gonna happen, Dave. Now, you've got to do it now. This is the latest. If they ain't coming in this week, we are going to be in big, big trouble. Let's hope that there is some movement. Maybe the Raul Salo will help uh, do that. Someone um, mentioned. Who's going to be the surprise package this? And I had a, I had because I've got a piece in my ear. Well, I haven't really, but it's in the back room. The producer Soutage uh, Sarabia is going to be the surprise package of the season. Pablo Sarabia, you heard it here first from the uh, from the producer. Uh, Joss, another member, Dave and Sutty under the Fosen era. Who's your favourite signing and biggest disappointment? Favourite signing under the Fosen era. Yeah. Um, well, it would be Neves. Yeah. For me, for 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 consistency and the longevity of the Fosun era, because he's probably been the longest one, hasn't he? he? Came in a year after, but for consistency, it would be Neves. And I, just to say again, I'm not I'm not saying he's a poor player. People pick it. As soon as you have a, a little thing about Neves, everybody jumps on you. It's it's not the point with me. What I'm saying is, he's not a world-class player. But it would be Neves. Um, but most disappointing, got to be Geddes. Yeah, Lots I'm with you on I'm with you on Geddes, really, as well. Craig, you said, would you give Nathan Fraser a go? He's 18, isn't he? Young lad. Bangs him in for fun for the kids, doesn't he? Yeah, he, 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 he's got an eye for goal. And I've always he's gone, said he's gone to Port, he's gone to Spain and he or Portugal. I think he's gone with the with the uh, the club. I'll have be having a look um, for him. Dan said Nathan Fraser for the cup matches. Maybe see how he is that type of thing. But then again, we want to progress in the in the cup. It's going to be it's going to be a very interesting week. As I say, Tuesday night, guys, make sure that you again you subscribe because we we're not going to Porto, but we are going to be bringing back. A watch-along, we are. We're going to do a watch-along. So uh, make sure you subscribe to that so we can watch the pain unfold live on the screen. Um, so we're going to do a, a watch-along on Tuesday for Porto. And then next, get this right, get this right, next, next Saturday morning, we looked to get in a hotel in Dublin at like 800 quid. Or we looked at a hostel. 
It's uh, two hundred pound each for a bed in a six-roomed hostel. A um, lot of money. Uh, flights are reasonable. We're getting on a plane at half past seven. Me and the producer. We meet. I'm actually meeting Chris um, for for breakfast. Sooty, and I've got you've got a ticket next to us. And uh, we're getting on a plane. We've got nowhere to stay. Um, and then at half past. Half past eight, we're on a plane, and then at half seven the next morning, we're on a plane back. Nowhere to sleep. We're just going to keep going, mate. It's it's like fourth division days, Dave. It's what? That's like being in the fourth division again. You didn't worry about where you're going to sleep when you're having a weekend in Torquay. Well, yeah, it's like that. But like when I'm not not a young whippersnapper like it was before, so I'm going to be absolutely cream crackers. But we're going to be doing a lot of content around the Celtic game as well, and you know we will be doing. Even though I'm shattered, I'll probably come in and sleep. But we will be doing a uh, on the ball next Sunday night to talk about the week's uh, events again. Um, for Dan, Dan says, fair play, that's commitment. I think, um, I think quite a few Wolves fans are actually uh, doing it. Barry says, bring the Ducks out again. The Ducks, by the way, are sitting in the corner down there. So they're still here, still plumbing around. Uh, Merv says the pubs don't shut, Dave. You'll be fine. Um, Josh said look, should have looked at Stay City on Little Mary Street. It was dirt cheap when I went in February. Um, yeah, the thing is, Josh, it's with, finals uh, day in it, Dave, or something. Yeah, it's the Gaelic football, I think, finals the day after, and that's why prices are so expensive. Um, it's it's, so it's, it's going to be quite that's why it's expensive so we've decided we're going to go we're going to rock it and we're just going to pretend we're like you know little teens 20 something and just go and crack through I've got Chris will be dragging I'll be dragging Chris around with us as well so he'll be there too so we're going to have a crack uh, we know that Dinny from Ireland from Cork in Ireland um, who's one of our international representatives He's uh, going to the game as well, so we'll hopefully catch up with him. Um, and, yes, as Carl, as Carl says, the Gaelic football final uh, after the Wolves versus Celtic. It'll be interesting to see, Sooty, how many people turn up for that game. There's a game, I think a Man U game, eight days later against some European team. That's sold out. But Celtic, it's going to be like a home game for them, isn't it? It will be, yeah. Absolutely. There'll be thousands there for Celtic. So we're gonna. It's gonna be literally like an away game for Wolves. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gonna be. It is like a home game for Celtic. But we'll enjoy the crack. We'll give it. We're, we're going to put plenty of content up around it. And um, you know, we'll be doing the watch along on Tuesday, guys. Make sure you you are subscribed. Um, like for all the latest updates, Wolves news, breaking news, all that sort of jazz. Make sure you subscribe because and have the bell notifications because we will bring it to you here. If you're listening to this back on uh, the podcast, leave us a rating on uh, on your, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching it back on um, Catch-Up, uh, as a lot of people do, you know, they watch it back on Catch-Up, please uh, feel free to comment in the comment section below. Um, you know, Sooty, how have you found it? Thanks for sticking with us for an hour and 40 minutes. It's the longest on the ball show, but I thought it might be. No, it's been great, Dave. Thank you for having me. It's welcome. It's, people love hearing from you, mate. And uh, obviously, you will be back for extra time as well. And hopefully, we'll catch up with you during the season. We'll have a little chat at the end as well. 
and we've done. Guys, thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this show. If you have, take half a second to smash a like button. And I say, if you're new, please support uh, by subscribing. Um, people have gone into classic. Um, Chris Humphries wants to know where the barber is so he can go there. Um, apparently, Josh said the Brazen ends the oldest pub in Thingy. Um, see ya. Barry Wells said, well done. Loads of people saying good. Thanks, lads. Stay safe. Well done and see you soon. Guys, thanks for joining us here on uh, Always Wolves and on the ball. Love to you and your families, wherever you are. We'll just keep hoping in the meter doesn't keep swinging to the stressed out level and the signings do come in and we get the swingometer moving a little bit the way. But questions still have to be asked. You know, people are apprehensive. We don't want to be struggling in a relegation battle again next season. We want to be playing some attractive football, winning some football games and aspiring to win a, a pot if we can and finish as high at the table. We don't want to be going through boring football and not scoring goals. We want our club back to where it was three years ago, challenging for things. And let's hope that, you know, the likes of Sooty and people do come on here in two months' time and go, do you know what? Fair play. You know, we're doing good, but the jury is out. Until the next one, from me and Sooty, always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.